The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. and welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're webcasting to you live from the Center for Autism and Related Disorders headquarters in California. Welcome back to the show in February. We're calling this Feel Good February. And during this month where a lot of you are looking at a lot of snow, we're hoping to warm you up with some inspiring stories, some inspirational stories, some hope, uh, different stories from the autism spectrum, things that are happening that give us all a little bounce in our step and put a grin on our faces, right? We could all use a little bit of that, right? Uh, so we're going to be with you live for the next two hours talking about autism from a 360 degree perspective. We have quite the lineup of guests waiting to talk to you here. So thrilled to be able to bring you a whole lot of information today. But we want to remind you here at the top of the show that the whole show is meant to be interactive. We hope that you'll participate with us and there are many different ways in which you can do that. Emily's going to show you some of those on the screen right now. I'll remind you that our homepage is autism-live.com. When you go there, you'll see a wonderful desktop. There is a computer screen there. If you click on the triangle on the computer screen, you can be watching the live show or the most recently recorded live show. You can also scroll through some of the recently recorded shows to pick the day that you missed if you're watching along. To the side, there is a long, skinny white bar that's there. That is our live feature. You can put your cursor there, start typing, hit enter, and it will show up here on my screen. You don't have to log in, there is no cost. There is a bit of a lag, about a minute, minute and a half lag, so make sure when you're watching, if you're seeing an expert on the show and you wanna ask them a question, get that question in a timely fashion so I can make sure that I get it in while they're here with us in the studio. But if you're watching recorded version of the show and you see an expert and you think, darn it, I wanted to ask them a question, go ahead and type the question in make sure that you address who it is to and we'll get that question to them and get an answer back to you now when you put something in the live feature it's completely anonymous we don't know who you are as I said you don't have to log in and it's completely free so if you do want us to get back to you specifically with information that isn't covered on the live show make sure that you include a way to contact you we will not share that with the audience at home all right <clears throat> I always like to remind you at the start of the show before we do anything else that Although we'll have lots of experts on the show today, I will not be one of them. I am not an expert in autism. I am not a lawyer, a doctor, a behaviorist. I'm a former teacher and a parent. My son was diagnosed with autism at the age of two and a half. He's now ten and a half. And I am a very grateful mom because we had access to a great many things that we're going to talk about today. Um, and 
I, I believe, like a lot of people, that it's important to pay forward when something good happens to you. So part of the reason why I enjoy being here is to continue learning and to pay, pay it forward by giving you information to help you hook up to resources that will make a difference and help you get to the progress you're trying to reach. Whether you are a parent, teacher, practitioner, working with an individual who's on the autism spectrum, or you yourself are on the autism spectrum, we know that you have questions and resources that you're looking for, and we want to hook you up to those. So without further ado, we like to start the morning with something we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym that might get batted around in the autism community, and we try to make sense of it in a way that we can apply it to our everyday lives and understand what experts are talking about when they use these terms. The jargon is intensive in the ABA community, and nobody needs to have their battleship sunk just because there's a phrase that they don't understand, right? Sometimes, though, you feel like you're asking the question, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? And you never can quite figure it out. That's why we're taking it one little piece of jargon a day. So today we have one of those lovely alphabet land acronyms for you, and it is EIBI. When somebody starts talking to you about EIBI, what on earth are they talking about? We always give you an actual definition. The actual uh, definition for EIBI is early intensive behavioral intervention. This is something that we're all fighting very hard to make sure that every single individual on the autism spectrum has access to this, uh, EIBI. So let's take a look at what our working definition is. It's ABA therapy as soon as possible. Behavioral intervention, we know science has shown that it's very effective, and it's very effective at working with all kinds of people, whether they are on the spectrum, not on the spectrum, right? ABA is a very effective teaching tool. When we talk about ABA for autism, we know science has shown us that it's key that if we start these therapies early and intensive, we will have the best possible outcome. So EIBI is going to be key, especially if you have a child who is under the age of five and shows significant deficits. You want to make sure that you are fighting for quality EIBI. ABA therapy as soon as possible. But notice that here we don't, we don't list a date because you're never done. Uh, I am not an individual who's on the autism spectrum, but I can benefit from ABA therapy, and I am over the age of 50. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if there is something that you want to learn how to do and do it in a better way, ABA might be something that would be good for you. If there is something that you want to stop doing that you're doing in a habitual way, ABA therapy is very effective for all those things. People use it in corporations, in businesses to create more pro uh, productivity, Olympic Olympic athletes uh, use ABA to train, so lots of different people use ABA. But EIBI, early, intensive, behavioral intervention, key. Make sure that you ask for it. Uh, all right, we always like to give uh, you a question of the day that we want you to answer on Facebook. And as we are starting out this month of Feel Good February with Stories of Inspiration, we want to know what gives you hope. Please write into us on our Facebook page. If you are not feeling any hope, it's okay to write that in on the Facebook page too, but while you're there, check out what gives other people hope. This is your opportunity to share and spread it around.
because there are always days when you have a little bit more than other days, right? So if you've got hope today, spread it around. If you don't have any, check in and fill your bucket because there's plenty of hope to go around. And we'll try to check in a little bit later in the day to look at what you guys have written in. We always have a topic for the week and our topic this week, in case you couldn't guess, is hope. Uh, a little bit later, we're going to be joined by Matt Asner, and I, I love Matt Asner's, <laughs> and, and actually I've heard Nancy Allspot Jackson saying this as well. My favorite four-letter word is hope, uh, because it should be. And there are people who don't like to utter it because they feel like it's unreasonable, but it's a great four-letter word, yet let's use it as often as we can. Uh, some of the different things that we have going on today on the show, in just a few minutes, we're gonna be joined by Alex Plank from wrongplanet.net. We're gonna be asking him for some inspirational stories that have happened on his website, and there's a question that came in over the weekend that we're gonna ask Alex to answer. A little bit later on in this hour, Stephanie Martin is going to be with us from CLE, College Living Experience. This is a wonderful organization that is in many different cities in the United States that helps individuals who are on the autism spectrum be able to access a full college experience. I know you're going to want to hear about the stories of hope and inspiration that they can give and find out how your child might be, be benefit from this type of a service. Then in the second hour today, we're going to be joined by Matt Asner, uh, who is an autism dad and also from Autism Speaks. And later in the second hour, we are going to have Susan Osborne is going to be with us from Autism Unite. And she's bringing a host of guests with her to talk about a new project, a mission that they have to make the transition from the teen years to the adult years and employment that much more possible. She's got some great ideas and we're looking forward to talking to Susan about that a little bit later on. But first, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will be here with Alex Plank from wrongplanet.net. Stick with us. Welcome back to Smarty. It's February, and for this month, we have made a template for you. You can find it on facebook.com slash autismlive, and this activity works on your child's pincer grasp. So let's get started. The materials you'll be needing are scissors, a hole puncher, a glue stick, shoelace, cardstock, and our template that you can print from facebook.com slash autismlive. First, I'm going to take my template and glue it to cardstock. And the reason I'm using a glue stick is so that it doesn't ripple, because if you use the wet glue, it's going to make it all lumpy. Once I have my template glued to my cardstock, I'm going to take my scissors and cut out the heart. Now that I have my heart cut out, I'm going to cut out the holes with the hole puncher. This is where your child's going to take their shoelace and start threading through it. Now that I have put all the hole punches through the template, now I'm going to get my kiddo to come over and take the shoelace and start sewing the outside of the heart. Shoelaces are great because they have the tip already making it easier for the child to thread it through the holes and they come in great different colors and patterns. As you can see, we found some really festive hearts. Here's my completed valentine. Now it makes sense, right? I love you so very much. <laughs> as you can see, the child has a lot of opportunity to work on their pincer grass and find mold as they sew around the heart. I hope you enjoyed doing this with your child. Until next time, craft on guys. Bye. Can you see me flying 
by your side. Welcome back to Autism Live. We are here with Alex playing from wrongplanet.net. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So it's thrilled to have to you on. back. We haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. And while you were gone, you grew out this amazing beard. I did. Is this for warmth? Um, no. <laughs> no. This is just a style choice. Yeah, it's a style it's choice. Fun. I heard that beards are in. They are pretty the, in. Yeah. Uh, and the it New looks York very Times nice. Said so. The New York, well, and if the New York Times said yeah. so, there must be some modicum of truth to it, right? Yeah, uh, it's mainstream now. It's not just a fringe thing that you see uh, hipsters in Brooklyn doing. That, there we go. Uh, now, Alex is from WrongPlanet.net, but that certainly is not the only thing that you do. You're also a consultant on the hit TV show, The Bridge. That's uh, right. And uh, you have other ventures. You're a filmmaker as well. So a well-rounded individual with a lot of different things going on. Uh, but we welcome you here to talk about some of the things, especially this month, about hope and inspiration from WrongPlanet. Net. And maybe we should take just a second to talk about what WrongPlanet.net is and why you created it. Uh, WrongPlanet.net is the leading online community uh, and resource for individuals with autism and parents of individuals with autism and professionals. And we provide a social network forum for people to talk with one another, a chat room for real-time communication. Um, and articles and how-to guides for social situations and things yeah. like that that are great in a video series called Autism Talk TV. Yes. And I feel like I'm missing something. We have a book list. Uh, we have everything on there. It's, it's a, a great super resource site for autism. So. It's a great place, uh, especially if if your children are teenagers and older. It's a great place that you can go to for information, seek out information, and but we encourage parents to go there and take a look at what's happening too. I think it can be something that's really helpful and hopeful. If, if you're a parent, sometimes you don't know what expectation to have for your young kids and for your teenagers about what they're going to be like as teenagers. There isn't enough information out there, good information about what it's like to be on the autism spectrum successfully as a teenager and as an adult. I think we're all uh, excited when we see good examples of people who are leading happy, productive lives as adults on the autism spectrum. And there should be more information about that, but one of the great places, if not the great place to go, is wrongplanet.net. Would you not agree? I would agree Okay. 100% with that. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad, since it was a good compliment. Yeah. Uh, in any case, I, I asked you today to come and tell us a couple of inspirational stories about the difference that Wrong Planet has made or something that's happened in conjunction with Wrong Planet that you think was really inspirational? Well, um, uh, the first story I wanted to share was just the fact that when I started the site, mm -hmm. I didn't know anyone else on the autism spectrum. And I created the site to find others like me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I found is that when people go on there, there are a lot of people that are much older than I am, you know, in their 50s, 60s, 70s, mm -hmm. 80s, and they, they find this site, and they've gone their whole life not understanding why things were the way they were, why they did certain things, why people reacted in a certain way to them. And then they go on, and they didn't know anyone else like them, and then they find this site where they have this entire community of more than 80-something thousand members, and yeah. they're able to connect with other people, share stories, and it's very cathartic, it's very therapeutic, I think, and I think it's also gives you a sense of community that you can't get otherwise. And even though it's online, 
you can really feel those connections. And, and a lot of people do meet up outside of the internet as well. Yeah. And and you mentioned because you you created this site. How old were you when you created wrongplanet.net? I was 17. 17 years old. And and because you weren't seeing some place that you could go and talk about these things, it really wasn't no, case there was of nowhere to, inventing was, it because there was a need. It was a necessity. I yeah. created something out of a need. That's the best type of invention. Absolutely. It's the mother of all good invention. Mm -hmm. um, but as a result, you not only made a place for yourself, but you made a place for the world to go yes. and and find a way to connect with others uh, of, of like interests and like-minded. Right. Um, and then any any good love, we're coming up on Valentine's Day, any good love stories that have come from people meeting oh, on yeah, Planet? Sure. It's funny, you, get, you hear these stories and I read, read this time and time again almost to the extent where it's, it's just you can predict it you know it's like someone's gonna but here's the thing i i, I hear these stories of people they meet on the website mm -hmm. just sort of chatting to each other and they end up falling in love and and a lot of usually it's people who live in the same area because mm -hmm. it's it's hard to do an online relationship yeah you know for over dis long distance relationship rather yeah. i mean if you're in in the same town it's not that big a deal you just meet up but you know people have gotten married multiple people are married because of that site and I just I've never been invited to a wedding well, what's up with that I know I was really upset about how that. many babies have been named after you though Alex I, that's the true I, test I of whether you've hooked one. people up really seriously maybe yeah <laughs> All right. well that would be a very exciting thing uh, so an amazing place to go so where can people go to be able to find access to wrong planet well, they just type wrongplanet.net into their web browser. Okay. But important that it's .net, wrongplanet.net. That's where you want to go. And and then once you get there, click around because there's a lot of stuff on the site. And we have a see. redesign, too. It's going to look really cool. And when is the redesign launch? Soon. Okay. <laughs> as <laughs> soon as here. possible. It's coming as, soon. Does that mean 1 o'clock today or later this month or this spring? No, I mean, yeah, later, yeah, not this month, but uh, okay, this in spring. the coming months, yeah. All right, fabulous. Well, we will look forward to that. Now, we've had a question that came in uh, during the weekend, so we're going to take a short break, and then we are going to come back and have Alex answer this question uh, for a mom of a teenager who is experiencing some bullying. Stick with us. Hello, activist. Let's talk about step eight. State your intention. Conceive it, believe it, achieve it. Author Napoleon Hill wrote that 100 years ago. The Power of Positive Thinking. Norman Vincent Peale wrote that 60 years ago. See, practicing positive focused thought has been around a long time, long before The Secret came about. That's because practicing positive focused thinking really works. Think about when you drive somewhere in your car. You don't just go around in circles. You have a destination, right? I mean, sure, there's going to be speed bumps and detours along the way, but you know where you're going. State what you want to achieve. Say it aloud, write it down. I have post-its on my computer. One says, get Wyatt all the treatment and therapy he needs to reach his full potential. Step two, help other families. The focus part is really important because I realize that in this lifetime, I'm not gonna be elected president or become a rock star, but I'm doing okay on those first two steps. Live in a state of knowing you will reach your goals for you and your child. 
Until next time, keep the faith. Welcome back to Autism Live. We are here with Alex Plank from wrongplanet.net. And as I mentioned, there was a question that came in over the weekend, and it's a perfect question for Alex to answer. The question reads, I'm looking for any information that I can use to help my 16-year-old autistic son cope with bullying. He is in a new public school after being homeschooled for four years. The picking and bullying is starting to cause him to become very angry, and I want him to learn to control that anger. Use this as a chance to educate his peers on who he is and how to learn to adapt to somewhat uh, adapt somewhat to different people, and um, you know it's it's really interesting, Alex. That and uh, I, I find it interesting. Parents when they talk about bullying, it, they'll come down on one side or the other. Some say, well, the school has to work on educating the other kids in the school. We have to you know get more programs to educate the other kids. And other people say, well, I want to work on this with my child to try to bully-proof them. Um, what, does that, what does that mean, well, bully-proof? Well, to try to get their, their child. So, and, and I think it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. You have a video right. on your site about how to react so that bullies don't take enjoyment anymore well, yeah, from I mean, bullying. Well, I it's think not that's anymore. It's you can send the message that you're not going to get right. bullied. You that's what I mean by bully proof. How to, how to stop teasing and bullying. It's on Wrong Planet. It's on Autism Talk TV. If you go to yeah. wrongplanet.net and you scroll down, it should be on the first page still. You, you Basically, what you do is you diffuse a situation. You, you come up with someone says something to you stupid, yeah. and you, you basically dismiss it as if what they said is not even consequence. Right. So you don't purposely... Uh, fail to respond. You don't just right. ignore it because ignoring is actually not ignoring. If you if you actively ignore something, that's taking an action. When you when you see someone actively ignoring you, it seems you know, somewhat passive aggressive. It seems that they're obviously reacting to you. Yeah. When they're when they react in a way where they say something that diffuses it, such as whatever, yeah. or like like it matters, or like something like just that just shows that you don't care. Yeah. At all. And that, that is the way that, and then the people, they, it just sort of makes them look yeah. stupid. And one of the things that you talk about in your video, and you have an expert who's there, so you're there talking with her, and, you, and the expert is there, and one of the things that gets discussed is that sometimes there's an element of, there's a component of attention, that the bully is doing it to get some sort of power, some sort of attention for having achieved this, uh, getting a rise out of you. Right? Yeah. Um, that isn't always the case with bullying, but a lot of times uh, that's the core of what's happening in terms of bullying. Right. But what I love about the technique that you and the expert uh, show in the video is that it gives power back to the individual who is being, who, who is, uh, they're attempting to bully. Uh, it gives them the power. Well, it's, it's not that it gives it back, it's just that it was never taken away. Right. I mean, you have to, get, you're the one giving that power. Right. So by not, engaging with them by acting by making their comments seem stupid by minimalizing yeah. what they have to say making it inconsequential to you you are showing that you don't care at all right and so and, and there's a great demonstration in the video and again you can go to wrongplanet.net um, and and see Alex demonstrating what what he and the expert talk about you know the bully says something and and saying like so what, or whatever, who or cares? who cares? Yeah, being a lot very of dismissive. Things, yeah. And I and I will say that we were going through a little bullying period, and Alex came out with that video, and and I sat down and talked the, it through with my son, and and we practiced it at home, we rehearsed it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, somebody being mean and and going, 
You know, and we literally had to rehearse it because my son didn't know how to do that. He didn't well, know how to also, be dismissive. Yeah, you also have to show it in your tone of voice and yeah. body language that you're just not care. You exactly. Don't care. You can't do it in a way like it seems like you do care. Yes. It's, it's all about acting. Yeah, it is. And so we literally rehearsed it and practiced it. And from time to time, we rehearsed it again. And I will say that it was very effective for him. I won't, I won't say that it completely ended all bullying, but it was effective because he didn't feel bullied. Uh, somebody could still say something to him, and mm -hmm. he didn't feel like he was bullied. I think sometimes right. well, there were kids who the, still tried. it's trying. all in your head. Well... We, you know, we talk all the time about when somebody, uh, there's a great quote from uh, Eleanor Roosevelt about no one can make you feel inferior without your consent, <laughs> right? That is true. Yeah. It's uh, all in the head. And we talk about what the consent is. And oh. when somebody baits you, do you know that the, the root of the word bait is to offer? And, and it's a choice of whether you decide to take it or not. And, and I, I don't mean to make that sound like it's the, it's the person's fault that they're being bullied, because it isn't, but that they have some empowerment that they don't have to take the bait uh, from it. They can be dismissive, yeah. and then, then the bullies, it's, there's no enjoyment for them. None. None. Uh, so it's great advice. Any other advice that you would give for this mom in terms of her saying 16 years old, she, and he comes, becomes very angry, and she wants to help him learn to control that anger. I know you were bullied, correct? Yeah, however a kid was bullied, but one thing that, that I realized uh, is that you, you just, I mean, you use that advice. I mean, that's really, if, if, if he can master that, I, I feel like there's nothing really to worry about. Okay. Did you, as a teenager, aside from bullying, ever have anger issues? Yeah. I think most young sure. men, uh, and, and a lot of young women do as well. What did you do? Or what did they do? What did your parents just, do uh, to deal with it? things anger? to calm down, uh, breathing, and you know, some sort of calming mechanism, anything that will calm you. Did you meditate? Do you meditate now? No. No. So what, what, what did you do as a teen that calms you down, and what do you do now to calm yourself? Um, I just really just focus on breathing, and I, yeah, it's hard to get me mad now just because as I said, if you can only get mad if you let, yeah, if you let yourself. I mean, you don't have to get mad at things. You can just look at things logically and respond in a logical manner. It's like when I drive. I, you know, people, yeah. people like go into different lanes and and do things that are dangerous. But it's not, I don't get mad and honk. I just sort of, yeah, I do what is required to avoid it. Yeah, you know, I just very logical when you drive, and it's, it's something that uh, someone said to me once. You know. For you know, for you to be above average, there has to be a lot of people also below average, just as much as you're above average to cancel you out. Interesting. You know, Interesting. to get to the average. So if you th yeah. if you approach like that way, you know, it's it's harder to get infuriated by other people because you realize that you know they're coming from a different place. Yeah. Well, something that we all need to think about is uh, when people are coming from a different place. It's that perspective-taking thing that we talk a lot about on the show. All right, we're going to take a, a short break, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about some uh, news here in Los Angeles that has been breaking over the last couple of days uh, about a young man who is missing here in Los Angeles who is on the autism spectrum, and maybe you can help if you're in the Los Angeles area. So stick with us. The Institute for Behavioral Training provides courses in applied behavior analysis for the treatment of autism. Access IBTE learning videos on the move and learn at your own pace. 
about intensity. IBT e-learning makes any location your classroom on the go. So our objectives for today are to really learn what is autism and how is it diagnosed. Get professional guidance with IBT face-to-face -face training. IBT face-to-face -face training courses prepare you to effectively implement ABA-based interventions. Choose between small group and one-to-one -one instruction. Earn BCBA supervision hours via one-to-one -one video conferencing. So I had a chance to review your BIP today. You know what? It looked really good. You did a good job with that. IBT continuing education courses. Earn credit through webinars, conferences, article reviews, and e-learning videos. You can learn more at ibehavioraltraining.com. IBT, 360 degrees of ABA training. Welcome back to Autism Live. We are uh, talking a little bit with Alex Plank from wrongplanet.net. There we are. Oh, that was uh, and we have a, a story that is breaking here in Los Angeles. A young man, 20 years old, who is missing. And the Los Angeles Police Department is seeking help. If you have seen this young man, his name is Brandon Jordan. He is 20 years old. He was last seen on January 29th, so that's last week, uh, in the 3000 block of Dublin Avenue in Los Angeles. And that was about 4.30 last Wednesday. Uh, he is described as being high functioning. He has black hair and brown eyes. He is five feet tall, uh, five, excuse me, five feet six inches tall and weighs roughly 110 pounds. Police said he was last seen wearing a black hoodie sweatshirt with red trim, gray lounge pants, and black sandals. If you have any information about Jordan's whereabouts, you're being asked to notify the Los Angeles Police Department Missing Persons Unit. That number is 213-996-1800. Uh, if you call on the weekend, you may be directed to their non-business hour line, but make sure that you let them, you know, go through their phone tree and give them information because his family is very concerned about where Jordan is. And of course, we've heard lots of stories of individuals missing on the autism spectrum. There was some very uh, interesting news that came out last week. I don't know if you're aware of, Alex, that uh, the Department of Justice said in light of what happened with Avante Equendo, um, who's remains were just found two weeks ago, that they are going to immediately begin funding for tracking devices for individuals who are on the autism spectrum as uh, you have to request them. It isn't something that's automatic, but if you have a child who is on the autism spectrum, um, Oh, and by the way, this is something that is what already... What does that entail? An ankle bracelet? Um, I, I'm bracelet? not sure um, which devices they're going to... Sometimes they're, it's a little thing that can go on a sneaker, that it can clip to a sneaker. Hmm. Um, sometimes they clip to backpacks. Sometimes it's a bracelet that looks like a watch. Right. Um, you know, and I'm not sure which ones they've decided to fund, but this technology and grants to fund them are available for people who are Alzheimer's patients and who have other uh, issues that allow them to wander and not know where they are and uh -huh. be in danger. So this is, again, a voluntary program. Um, it isn't something that anybody has to do if they don't want to, but if you have an individual in your home who's on the spectrum and is at danger for wandering, they will be eligible, uh, apparently, effectively, 
for a grant from the Department of Justice for tracking to ensure their safety, that that's really what they're talking about doing. Uh, and we hope that, you know, it's estimated that children uh, on the autism spectrum who are under the age of 12, that something like 50% of them will uh, at some point wander or bolt. I don't... Interesting. I, and for children who are under the age of five who are neurotypical, I think that that's pretty standard as well, that 50% of them, if given the opportunity, will bolt. But of course, for kids on the autism spectrum, that persists beyond the age of five sometimes. Well, you heard that story that uh, Matt Asner told on your show. Yeah, that, that his son, um, yes, his son, they were at a car show, and his son uh, was in one area, and then he, he blinked, and his son was gone. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, his son knew enough and had enough skills to request somebody's phone and call, and put his dad's phone number in so that the person could call. Well, I was thinking about the time where he almost got kidnapped or something, remember that? Yes. Yeah, uh, that was the one I was thinking of. Oh, and I was thinking of the one at the car show. Uh, you know, and I know as a parent that my son, we, our house looked like Fort Knox. We had so many locks that went so high on the front door mm -hmm. when he was little because he could unlock anything. And um, when he was three and a half, we had already started therapy, and it was a break between therapy sessions. He got on a chair and unlocked all the locks, even the top one, and he was out the door and on the way down right. to the street. It panicked me. Um, and we worked on a lot of different things to ensure we, we secured the place and, and made sure that there was a lock that was higher that he couldn't reach, even if he could get on a chair. Um, and as I recall, we even put in an alarm that if the door opened, the alarm would go. But we, we worked on keeping the perimeter safe, and then we worked on teaching him not to elope, which took a great deal of time. Um, but it's important that if you have a child, that you make them as safe as possible. We just did a, a show with Dr. Jonathan Tarbox about this last week, and, and he said, imagine if your child is an eloper, imagine if they said, when you're not looking, I'm going to go, and what would you do to keep them safe? Here is one thing that you can do. I, don't, I by no means think that this is the only thing to do, because even being able to locate the child sometimes is too late if the child goes into water or runs in front of a car, but this is... If you've got a child who elopes, this is definitely something to consider, uh, being able to have a tracking device. And, and as I mentioned, they come in lots of different things. It isn't necessarily, I know some people think of it as like, you know, prisoners that they put the bracelets on. That's exactly it, like it that. It doesn't have to be that obtrusive. I've seen them and they look just like a watch. Right. Um, I've seen the, the little clips that go on the shoes. It doesn't, but if your kid is somebody who takes off the shoes, you're going to want to make sure that, you know, they've got something that they're not going to get out of, but it doesn't have to, you know, be imprisoning, let's say that. Uh, any thoughts on that? I, I, I sort of don't like the idea of having, you know, someone tracked, like, but, I mean, we're all tracked. Yes. With the phones, you know, you can be tracked. And, and when I was young and 27, I hated the idea of being tracked. Now that I'm a parent, entirely different thing. I'm like, you know, well, no, I mean, not I'm personal. like, chip my child. I want, you know, because I want to know where he is at all times. It changes. I, I think there's something that happens well, when I, you bring a child into the world. I don't know. I mean, I, I know plenty of parents that, that would be adverse to, to really. Play. Yeah, I think that it's, it's more. It's not it's not about not knowing where your child is. It's just the fact of the matter is that, you know, obviously you should know where your child is. You know, we've existed for this long, you know, parents keeping track of their kids without needing to resort to, you know, 
implanting a chip into them. But you see the, the stories that almost every week of kids who wander and, yeah. and, and, you know, and I will say this, yes, it is a parent's duty to keep our kids safe, but it, it, it is impossible for any parent, any parent, doesn't matter whether your child's neurotypical or otherwise, to be constantly aware every minute of every day. There, there has to be a certain amount of, uh, of trust and a certain amount of safety because mm -hmm. at some point you go to sleep and at some point you go to the bathroom and at some point you have to turn the stove on and it's in those seconds. I mean, I think Matt Asner is a brilliant parent yeah. and he's a very hands-on parent and I know he has concerns about safety and, you know, and he said, I blinked and my child was gone. So I don't think it's a matter of, you know, uh, being able to be on it that many hours a day. I don't think that that's possible. Uh, right. But there are, there are many things that we can do to ensure our kids' safety. Uh, uh, it's just that Orwellian aspect of it. Obviously, it's a choice right now, but you never yeah. you never know if that's just you know something that people just get more and more comfortable with, and eventually we won't care if people... I mean, it's, I guess it's already the, the way it is. I mean, people just yeah. broadcast their location. I, yeah, they do. Check and they broadcast ever they so much more than that with yeah. the selfies. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, more than I want to see or know. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, it's definitely true. Um, and here, this for me, this is a this is a safety issue. But okay, we uh, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we are gonna be joined by Stephanie Martin from CLE. So stick with us. Hi, I'm Ryan with Autism Research Group. We study ways to improve the lives of kids with autism. One of those ways is teaching safety skills, such as what to do if they get lost. We hit the streets to find out if anybody knows the correct answer on how to teach a kid what to do if they get lost. You're teaching a child. What to do if they get lost. Yeah, you're trying to okay. make them independent so they have the skills. Gotcha, okay. Well, give them a compass. Codename's good idea, Centurion. We always have this whistle. Um. Oh, I'd also tell the kid, I tell the kid, don't get scared. It's all you're gonna be alright, man. This is just the world. You're this is planet Earth. You're at home here. As long as you're on planet Earth, you're at home. As long as you're on planet Earth, you're home. This guy's a genius. With that flawless logic, he just solved our homeless problem. And as for the unique sounding whistle, although very cool, it'll probably only work if you're in close proximity. And a compass. I have her call me. Yeah, she doesn't have a phone. Parents are like, you're too young, you don't need a phone. Establish some sort of like meeting place. What if they can't find a meeting place? Because sometimes Ooh. the kids get nervous when they get lost. Yeah. So like a backup plan, well, like well, plan B. Yeah, I don't know. No, not really. Let them go and find a new kid or something. <laughs> yeah, I've got a different one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not much you can do. There is stuff like... you can do. That's right, there is stuff you can do. In 2012, myself, along with my colleagues, Dr. Jonathan Tarbox and Dr. Adele Nadowski, published a study in the Journal of Applied Behavior Analysis on teaching kids what to do when they get lost. The study demonstrated how three simple things, rules, role playing, and praise, were effective in establishing these help-seeking behaviors. The benefit of this method is it doesn't require the child to have a cell phone or to have to locate a meeting place, which might be difficult if they're in a place like Disneyland. So once again, our method included rules, role playing, and praise. Let's head back outside and learn about some of these rules. They should yell out loud. Can't find my mom, my mom, help me. Maybe yell out and scream for help. All right, scream really loud. Correct. And if that don't work, then. I don't know. 
Well, they could seek help from someone. Find an adult. Yeah, go to a vendor, you know, and say I'm lost. Find an adult, like a police officer or a fireman or an employee in the store, and tell them, and maybe they can help you contact your parent. It really is that simple. You don't need to get your kid a cell phone. You don't need to establish a meeting place that they might not be able to find when they're lost and panicking. And you definitely don't need to give them a compass. All your kid has to do is three things. First, yell mom or dad real loud. Two, if that doesn't work, find an employee. And then third, tell the employee they're lost. If they can't locate an employee, then tell them to find a mother with children because that's probably the safest person to approach. I'm not saying that most men are predators, but most predators are men. That is a fact. I've read it in a fortune cookie. All right, so you've gone over the rules with your kid and you've quizzed them and they're able to tell you the correct responses so they understand the rules, but is that enough? How do you know they're gonna perform correctly in a real world setting? You need to get out there and find out if they can actually do it. So they'd go over the rules and tell them like, do this, do that, but how would you know if they actually knew what to do? If you wanted to shoot a basketball and I just told you, oh, when you shoot a basketball, do this, this, and this. I never, never practice. You never practice. Yeah, so it doesn't matter how many times we go to the rules or how well you can repeat them back to me. It's not going to change until you get on the court and practice. Maybe do uh, like a, you know, a little skit with them. Like a kind role play. Role like... play. Yeah. Your child, you're lost in the toy aisle. Okay. What do you do? I'm an attendant walking around. <laughs> I'm lost. I don't know where my mom is. And then once you practice, you just like praise them, give them feedback, like good job, you did it. Reinforcing. Yes, this woman wins the prize for best comment. She pointed out the most important part of learning, reinforcement. Now, in our study, we used praise, but for your kid, you might have to use something else. You might have to buy them a treat, a toy, take them to their favorite restaurant where they can eat unhealthy food and run around and climb through plastic tunnels that have the unmistakable scent of urine and then play games spending $20 to get a plastic little spider ring that they will eventually lose in the ball pit. The point is, you need to reward your child for correctly demonstrating what you've been teaching them. Okay, I'm gonna call her. Hello, your child, Ryan. <laughs> so you tested it out in the store to make sure I knew it. I had the rules, we role played it and you made sure I knew it, and then like you said, good job, and all that. Now we're good to go. We're good to go. All right. Done? High five right there. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. Give your child the rules, get out there and practice, and reward your child for responding correctly. For more information, please visit us online at autismresearchgroup.org. I'm Ryan Bergstrom. Thanks for watching. Yes, ding, no. <laughs> Yes, this woman wins the first. Yes, this woman. Yes, this woman wins the best. Yes, this woman wins the first place. Yes, this woman. Why can't I say what? Yes, this woman wins. What's the line? Yes. Welcome back to Autism Live. That is the Lost in Public video that we've been telling you about, and that is Ryan Bergstrom hosting that. Ryan Bergstrom is the therapist that I uh, talk about from time to time. He was one of the first therapists that came to our home that I always joke and say that I swear that there is a scar in the middle of his forehead where my child whacked him in the head with a geotrack uh, railroad track. It's not I know. something to brag it's about. It's a good story. <laughs> no, but he, obviously he's somebody who you know <laughs> hung in there, um, and that our and, and obviously my child 
all got better. So uh, an amazing young man. In any case, I digress. We are so excited that joining us via Skype from Nashville, Tennessee is Stephanie Martin. She is the president of CLE. So Stephanie, welcome to Autism Live. Thank you for having me. Thrilled to have you here. We want you to talk to us a little bit about what is CLE. First of all, what does it stand for? CLE stands for College Living Experience. And, and it's, uh, it's, we've been around for about 25 years. We're actually celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. And we are a wraparound support program for individuals with uh, learning differences and disabilities to be successful in a post-secondary educational setting. So it could be a college, it could be a university, it could be a vocational or a technical school, but our wraparound supports go beyond just the educational or the academic supports. Uh, we also provide independent living skill instruction, social skill development um, in, in a real world setting. And I think that's really important for everybody to hear that uh, our students who are in our program are, are gaining skills in an environment in which they're actually able to apply those skills in the future. And so we make a very concerted effort to ensure that the place that they learn their skills, that they're going to be able to use them and replicate them in different environments and with different people so that they're really relevant and very functional. Uh, in addition to the academic and the independent and the social support, our students also get career development support because so many of them are on tracks now to go into the into the workforce rather than to get a degree or a certificate of some kind. So we've we've really made an effort to make sure that our supports are unique and, and fit the needs of our students at any given time. And you are located in, in several different locations, correct, Stephanie? We are. We have six different locations, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Rockville, Maryland, Denver, Colorado, Austin, Texas, Monterey, California, and Costa Mesa, California. Okay, and so is it necessary for, for your clients to be going to colleges close to where your centers are? It is, we, yes. Uh, we do provide the supports within a very close geographic region to those centers. And our centers really function like a hub of support. So they're going to get their tutoring there. They're going to get their mentoring from uh, the grad students that work uh, at our facilities. They're going to uh, get their financial instruction there. And so the, the center is typically located near some educational institution. Uh, typically a community college and also located near the apartment complexes that most of our students live in. It's really a remarkable service that you provide and I'm sure that there are some parents out there or some young people who have questions. Where can they go to get more information about CLE? There's a couple different places. One, they can go to our website which is www.experiencecle.com and if they're just really wanting a specific question answered, they can email info at experiencecle.com. And then there's also our 1-800 number, which I have to look at every time is 1-800-486-5058. Okay, remarkable. We're, we're gonna pause and take a short break, but when we come back, Alex and I have some questions for Stephanie. And if you have a question, you can be writing it in as well on our live feature. I, I know I wanna find out who, the, who this is right for, what the age range is, and, and who would be a perfect client that could benefit from CLE. So stay tuned to, uh, I have some questions as well. Okay, so stay tuned. We've got that question and much more. Alex has some questions as well. Be right back after these messages.
Hello, activist. Let's talk about step eight. State your intention. Conceive it, believe it, achieve it. Author Napoleon Hill wrote that 100 years ago. The power of positive thinking. Norman Vincent Peale wrote that 60 years ago. See, practicing positive focused thought has been around a long time, long before The Secret came about. That's because practicing positive focused thinking really works. Think about when you drive somewhere in your car. You don't just go around in circles. You have a destination, right? I mean, sure, there's going to be speed bumps and detours along the way, but you know where you're going. State what you want to achieve. Say it aloud, write it down. I have post-its on my computer. One says, get Wyatt all the treatment and therapy he needs to reach his full potential. Step two, help other families. The focus part is really important because I realize that in this lifetime, I'm not gonna be elected president or become a rock star, but I'm doing okay on those first two steps. Live in a state of knowing you will reach your goals for you and your child. Until next time, keep the faith. Welcome back to Autism Live. I have in the studio with me Alex Plank from wrongplanet.net and joining us via Skype from Nashville, Tennessee is Stephanie Martin, the president of CLE. And I know Alex, we had some more questions for yeah. you. You wanna go first? Sure, why not? Stephanie, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I, I have to come up with it first. Hold on. No, I'm just kidding. I actually know what I'm gonna ask you. My question for you is, uh, how long have you been with CLE? Did, did you start the, the program or? I did not. Okay. I've been with uh, CLE roughly since 2007. It was started uh, 25 years ago uh, by a woman whose name is uh, Dr. Irene Spalter, and she started it in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And what was the reason for starting the program? Was there a personal connection or? Yes, there was a personal connection. Uh, she had, uh, this is what, from what I understand, um, many of her friends had college-age students who were not being successful and mm -hmm. uh, they were not able to pass their classes and they all had conversations about it and they went to, to Dr. Spalter and said why don't you create something that we could help support these students and, and allow them give them an opportunity to be more successful and so that's how it started 25 years ago. Really remarkable and inspirational. I, I wanted to know, as you were talking before, who's the ideal person? Who is this just the right fit for? I think that's a very difficult question to answer because I think we have so many different types of people who come to our program that are successful. Mm -hmm. I think that there are some basics that we want to look for when obviously somebody who's motivated, who wants to be a part of it and who wants to continue down and a path in which they're gaining more and more skills that, that are important for them. Uh, I think that it, it's not dependent upon um, a learning style or a level of intellectual uh, need. It's really about um, making sure that we can match our supports with the program or the path that the student and the family have identified as being important for them. And as long as we can continue to work together with that, that's the student specifically and then with the family, we're able to really increase the level of success and, and that's then how we make the program right for those individuals. So you mentioned that it's mainly community college. Do you work with any universities uh, for your programs? Uh, we do. Students going away to university? We do. They're still attending universities that are within a relatively drivable geographic you know, distance from our centers. Right. 
And so we do have students who are in four-year uh, degree colleges. One of the things I noticed on your website, Stephanie, is that a student can make a choice. If they're living close to a center already with the parents, they can continue to live at home and participate in the wide variety of services that you uh, offer. Or if the college that they want to go to is near uh, one of your centers and is far away from their parents, that you assist with a living situation. You mentioned the apartments. Can you talk to us a little bit about those two different scenarios? Sure. The first one is really uh we've referred to as a day program and you're right they do still continue to live at home and that's pretty much uh, a good match for students who have never had an opportunity to be away and and are still in the process of possibly gaining some more independent living skills before they they go out on their own uh, and, and then for some students that's really the proper time frame and the transition for them and again like you mentioned there are some other students who are ready and they are willing to and wanting to go far further away from their families than some. And we will assist uh, the families by connecting them with apartment complexes and property management companies um, in order for them to rent from those, those apartment complexes directly. So we have relationships with the apartment complexes, but we really connect the families with them. What's the most rewarding part of uh, what you do? What's one story or one part of what you do that really you feel happy about or you feel like you're making a big difference in people's lives in what areas? I think that for me, uh, this is a recent story and I hope it sums it up for all of you. We had a young man who uh, came into one of our centers recently and, and looking to enroll in the program, very, very reticent and wasn't quite sure that this was for him. And they decided to uh, give him an opportunity to tour the center and walk around with one of our employees. And it took maybe 15, 25, 30 minutes. And by the time he came back, he looked at his parents and he said, uh, Mom, this is a dream come true. These are amazing. Wow, that's really great. That that goes with the February. Uh... Yes, our whole our whole topic this month is inspirational stories. You know, we're we're feel good Friday or feel good February. Feel good me. February. Yeah. It's the entire month, it's, it's and not, the entire just month, not just it's, Friday. Not just It's every day of the week. Uh, so that that absolutely awesome. And I can imagine as an autism parent, you know, we talk all the time about when my son goes away to college, and and the joke always is that my I, mom will be living around the corner in an apartment doing his laundry. Uh, <laughs> You know, and we joke about that, uh, but I, this gives me so much hope, Stephanie, that if he needs additional support, that you're there and that's a, that's a possibility for me. It is, and, and I think that we do recognize the, the challenge that the families face as well uh, in, in terms of that transition of their, their child leaving home. And so we do work with the families to, to help them understand that they're gonna be, you know, some, they're, they're gonna face challenges as well as their child will. And, well, and we are there for both the student as well as the family. Well, I really thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing this important information. Would you give the website again so that people, if they have more questions, can go to your website? Sure. It's www.experiencecle.com. Well, thank you for the good work that you're doing. Thank you and very we'll, much. We'll look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Thank you so much. 
All right, thank you. Uh, we are going to take a break and go to the A word, and we're going to say goodbye to Alex uh, oh, because after the A word, uh, we <laughs> have joining us uh, Matt Asner from Autism Speaks, and then in the second half of the second hour, we are going to share another story of that transition time. Uh, another organization, Autism Unites, who's got some very exciting ideas about how they're dealing with that tr transition time. So uh, really, great. really hopeful, and thank you so much thank for being for with us here today. Thank you for having me. I had a great time today, and I really enjoyed and talking about uh, February. We'll look forward to having you back next week because Feel next week February, we're talking but... all about love. Oh, well, cool. It's all about I love next week. I know. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that as well. Uh, but first, we're going to go to the A word. This is an amazing ongoing documentary being made by the Center for Autism and Related Disorders following a little boy, Jack Riley, as he begins his EIBI, our jargon for today, his early intensive behavioral intervention. So take a look. This is the A word. It's great progress and it's hard to get used to. Last Friday was rough for him at the end of the second week he had a rough I think every session was rough for him. Mitchie's doing really well. Like I held up a green marker to him last night and asked him what color and he said green. No prompted. Unprompted. Black and blue and green he's doing okay. The fact that he'll say colors without us telling him first, that's douche. But he's He's trying to say everything. It is a tries to say tangle. Oh yeah. It, uh, it says cars really well, of course. You say tangle. Tangle. Oh yeah. You say Bambi. Oh Bambi. Bambi. Oh, are okay but um, as long as he's asking us for something instead of having us just give it to him so that requires him to talk even more which book do you want Thomas book or Mickey book? No. Which one, Jack Riley? No. 
Do you want the guitar? Guitar. Guitar? Yeah? Okay. All right. That's okay. Here. Look. Look. We're going to show Suzanne that you know what a car is. Okay? Here. Touch car. Good. What is it? It's car. Okay. What is it? Good job. Good job, kiddo. Gotta look better though, okay? Let's let's sit up and look at. It. There we go. Wow, you gonna show Susie on the car? Vroom vroom. Touch car. See? You can't see yourself. You gotta be on the other side, silly. Woohoo! See? Do you see yourself? Yeah! Wow! Oh. Really?
Skills is an online program that provides assessment, curriculum, positive behavior support planning for challenging behavior, and progress tracking, and it does this all in one place. The Skills Assessment and Curriculum addresses eight areas of development, which even includes advanced higher level areas such as executive functions and cognition, which pretty much makes Skills the only ABA-based set of curricula for teaching more complex skills, things like problem solving, planning, self-management, perspective taking, and even inferring and predicting others' private events. Skills is a four-step system. Step one is to add the child to your account. Step two is to start assessment. The Skills Assessment is the only ABA-based assessment with psychometric research demonstrating the language subscale to have excellent reliability. Every area of human functioning and typical child development from infancy to adolescence was researched, making the Skills Assessment the most comprehensive of its kind in the world, and we're quite proud of that. Skills is easy to use. Simply click Start Assessment and begin answering questions, or simply type in a keyword find specific activities to assess, and add activities to treatment. Step 3. Choose activities. Once you've completed the assessment, Skills selects from a pool of 4,000 activities categorized by age, level, and skill type to provide you with exactly those activities each child needs. Start by choosing a curriculum, then a lesson, and finally an activity. Click the information icon to view prerequisites, ages in which targets develop, examples, and IEP goals. Click the video icon to watch a short video. Once you've identified an activity you want to teach, adding activities to treatment is a snap. Step 4. Start treatment. Here you can access customizable activity lesson details, add your own customized targets and exemplars, and edit an activity status such as introducing or mastering it. You can even print handouts such as worksheets, tracking forms, visual aids, and other materials. Skills also offers multiple progress charts, mapping curriculum progress, lesson progress, and cumulative number of activities and targets mastered over time. The Skills Language Curriculum is categorized by verbal behavior type so that users can identify progress for verbal operants, such as echoics, mans, tacks, and interverbals. Skills is one of the only programs that provides the ability to write behavior intervention plans, or BIPs, for challenging behavior. With just a few clicks, the outline of the behavior intervention plan is written for you and ready to be printed and implemented. You can learn more about Skills today and get started by visiting us at www.skillsforautism.com or you can call us at 877-975-4559. Skills. Progress starts here. Welcome back to Autism Live. We're so thrilled that we have in the studio with us once again, Mr. Matt Asner. He is an autism dad, an awesome autism dad, and he is also the executive director of Autism Speak Southern California. Correct. And uh, he's an pretty, a pretty impressive guy as well, so we welcome you back to the show. It's really good to be back. I'm thrilled to I've have you here. I've missed you. I've missed you. I have missed you as well, and our, our topic for this week is hope, and our topic for the month of February, it's Feel Good February. And I was saying earlier that this is a word that you like. Yeah, uh, hope is a word I like. Yes, absolutely. It's the operative word. I think we should all, you know, we should all operate on hope. We all should. And That's so our fuel, isn't it? It, it? Well, it should be if it's not. I think some days it isn't. And we need the, like the little battery pack hookup uh, for some hope, which we're, we're hoping to give people in this month where a lot of people are under snow. Uh, and gray skies and, uh, you know, we're, we're expecting a little rain here today. 
<laughs> and and that's I was just an saying with, of an inch. Yeah, I was saying with Alex that you know people think that that's life jarring, life stopping in huh. Los Angeles, but compared to what everybody else is feeling all over the world, it's uh, we should just suck it up. That's right. But um, in any case, so thrilled to have you here to talk about this subject because it's one that you're familiar with, hope, uh, and especially in your position, you get to see not just in your family, but you get to see a lot of hope happening. And I hope to see a lot of hope happening. Well, and 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 maybe to stir some of it up. I hope, yeah. Uh, we, I, I talk, I wax poetic about the loss. I'm going to get emotional already. I look by surprise. I talk about the Los Angeles walk every year. Um, because for my family, it's one of those markers in time. Uh, you Mine know, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, and I remember the first time that I was eligible to go to a walk and what that experience was like and that what it's eligible. like now. Well, you know, <laughs> I, they used to, they would have the autism walk and, and it would happen in some other world that I wasn't aware of. Right. right? I understand. I understand uh, what you mean. Yeah. I understand what you mean. Uh, but the first time that I thought, oh, I, I better get my fanny there right. and I better get my family there, it had a new meaning to me, right? Uh, other than just, yay, for those folks that are out there uh, walking. Uh, it was a whole new home territory. And it was life-changing to go yeah, to that Yeah, for walk. me, too. Uh, I remember the first time I went. Uh, I was in my anger phase, mm. and I was... Just sitting, sitting around, going, you know, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know who to talk to. Uh, and um, I saw an ad in the newspaper uh, for the walk, and I said, oh, you know, why don't, you know, why don't we go do that? Yeah. That looks like kind of interesting. You're crying. Yeah, I did. Well, I said I was going to well up. Yeah. Um, and and you know, I talked to a friend of mine, um, and uh, I said I'm going to go do this, and he said, oh, don't do it. You're just going to get depressed. It's just mm -hmm. a really depressing thing. He's not connected to autism, but he right. just thought it would be really depressing for me to go. And I said, ah, oh, you know what? I'm going to make my own mind up about this. I'm going to go do it, you know, and see what happens. And I, you know, I, I got to the walk, and it was this unbelievable sea of hope. It was a sea of hope, yeah. and it was uh, it was life changing uh, because there were 50,000 people who had the same problems I had. They had the same dreams that I had. They had everything. They were moving in the same direction that I was. Um, and that's the thing, they were moving yes. in a direction. Do you know what I called it after the first time? I called it hope on legs. Oh, it really is. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And it's just something that happens when you're there and, you know, uh, your world opens up. Yeah. Your world really opens up. And it's, you know, um, I, I think that was six, seven years ago, mm -hmm. probably. And, and, you know, now I, I have a very different, you know, Deal with it. I, I'm actually uh, you're responsible, responsible for the whole for thing, it. And, and it's and it's um, you know it's amazing for me to be on the other side and kind of see how things go and yeah. see how it runs and um, and to be able to provide people with that kind of hope is is really a special thing. It is. It's, it's a huge responsibility. Yeah, it is. But it's it's a great thing that you're in charge of it. And how many have you been in charge of now? Is it two that you've been? This in will be my third. Okay. And and you've done a great job. I got to tell you, I, I think you've made some changes and I and I think they were all great There'll changes. There'll be some changes this year too. Okay. Uh, the, the problem with the walk is, and it's not a problem, I mean, well it is a problem and it's not a problem, is, you know, we get bigger every year. Yes. Every year it gets bigger and Quality that's good problem. and bad. Quality problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, <laughs> You know, we have to make a, we have to adjust for that, uh, and it, you know, it becomes, uh, you know, it becomes an issue because there, there are a lot of people there. We have to, you know, we really have to take a look at parking this year. Yeah. Um, 
so there'll be some changes there. Yeah. Um, and um, it's really something that um, that we have to spend a lot of time on and, and yeah. really uh, finesse. Yeah. So. Absolutely. But it is an amazing event in a lot of different ways, but it's just one of the many events that you're involved with as, uh, with Autism Speaks. And uh, we're, we're going to take a, a short break and go to an inspirational clip. Uh, I think this is something we both have seen before. Um, but I, I saw it early this morning and I went, man, we got to start out uh, Feel Good uh, February with this clip. Whoopi Goldberg was speaking on a Dutch television program called College Tour. And uh, so you'll see that there's some very interesting Dutch subtitles underneath it as well. But uh, somebody stood up in the audience and said something that kind of changed her world and rocked her world, and it's very inspirational. So we're going to take a look at this, and then Matt and I will come back and talk about this, and Matt will share some other things that they have going on this coming up. So take a look. Whoopi Goldberg and uh, a young man on the spectrum. Go ahead. I'm Martin. I'm breaking a promise to my wife now because I'm standing up. But um, I want you're always saying that um, your roles don't have a big impact. And I want to tell you they have. Your role in Star Trek as Guinan, for me, was a great example. And it's, it's, I'm mildly autistic. And I um, discovered Star Trek through your role and joined the Star Trek fan club. And, um, at, at the fan club, I learned socially how to co Interact, cope with yeah. the difficult things and so on. And, um, well, now I'm standing here. I'm married. Um, it's, it's, it's just a fantastic thing that, that can be impacted by one role. And you did that. And Thank you so much. Oh, I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great. You believe this. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Does this happen a lot, actually? Not like that. Whoopi? Welcome back. And so I'm all, I'm all uh, verklempt here. Um, what's interesting about that clip to me is that right before that, he's talking to Whoopi Goldberg about, you know, why Star Trek was a big deal for her. Yeah. And she says, because, you know, when I was a kid and I used to watch Lieutenant Uhura, that was a big deal to me because it was the only evidence that I had that black people existed in the future. Right. And, and we've heard so many uh, individuals say that being able to watch Star Trek and seeing how Uhura was dealt with was inspirational to them. That sure. they became actors or they, you know, became communication specialists because of that character. And, uh, 
and, and she talks about how much that one role affected her. And I love the turnaround of the young man on the autism spectrum who says, you gave this to me. Yeah. Uh, it's really amazing how much difference one person can make. Well, if you look at that show, I mean, that show is a lesson in diversity. Yes. And when it was made, it was made in 64, I think. Yeah, I early. Mean, it's unheard of. Yeah, amazing. Uh, revolutionary. Yeah. In, in, what, in what it presented on television. And, and the weird thing is, is they had to do it in the future. Yeah. You know, that's why they could do it. It was yeah. the future. Yeah. So they could do it that way. But um, uh, remarkable. Yeah. That's special. Very special. Yeah. Very and special. and to see her so affected uh, by this young man, I love you know that he says, "Here I am, here I am, and I'm married." And and I learned all these things because I was in a Star Trek social group. Yeah, you wonderful. know, you can't you you cannot poo poo how important these kinds of things can no. be, right? No, you can't. Uh, but uh, just loved that clip. I saw it again this morning. And I was like, we have to share that. Uh, but you've got some things going on uh, yes. that we wanted to talk about. I always about. have things going on. Of course on. you do, because you're a very busy individual. And, and it's in the mode of ins inspiration. I mean, I, I think um, last year we had uh, our first uh, Light of the Blues concert at uh, Club Nokia. Uh -huh. And um, it was uh, Crosby, Stills & Nash, uh, Lucinda Williams. Um, Ricky Lee Jones, who does an incredible version of Sympathy for the Devil. Oh. Uh, Ryan Adams, uh, Chris Stills, uh, Dave Marciano, do you know who he is? I don't. Dave Marciano is on the homeland and he, he wrote, he read a, a, an incredible poem that he wrote. Um, so we had this great concert last year. We, you know, um, we're going to make it an annual concert. And it, um, the great thing about the concert was that three individuals on the spectrum also performed. Yes. So we had um, Rio Wiles. I'm sure you know who he is. I have not met uh, not Okay, met Rio's him. this amazing rapper. Okay. Um, Rio Soul Shaka Wiles, and he is incredible, and he gives one of the greatest performances I've ever seen Very at this fun. concert. Um, Lexington Aaron, who was in Autism the Musical, uh -huh. uh, gives an amazing performance, and Nick Guzman. And we had Nick on the show um, the day before the the Light Up the Blues yes. talking about the fact that he was going to be doing it. So he does it. He does I Almost Cut My Hair, which is a Crosby song. Uh, he does an incredible job. He's and, amazing. And the great thing about this is you've got three individuals on the spectrum who are performing for, you know, 1,600 people. Yeah. Uh, and we're shooting it. And they rise to the occasion like yeah. no other time. And And the wonderful thing about this is... Uh, we're we're releasing it on April first on iTunes. Wonderful. Uh, on an exclusive with iTunes, uh, it's an hour. It's two hour concert. Uh huh. Uh, it's a, f a concert film, so it's a film uh, that also talks about autism and talks about um, the um, the incredible gifts that these three individuals have awesome. and how um, how wonderful it is for them to play with these legends uh -huh. uh, in music. And it's really a, you know, a beautiful piece, and it's very inspirational. And um, you see what it means to them to be up on the stage with these people. And um, uh, they, uh, you know, I would say, you know, the performances they give are every bit as good as the ones you'll see from Crosby, Stills and Nash, uh, from all of those people. So, and it really touched the, the um, you know, Lucinda and, and Ricky and, and Crosby, Stills and Nash to, to be able to, uh, to be on the stage with these people. Yeah. So um, it was exciting and wonderful. 
Uh, well, I'm excited that we're going to be able to see it because I wasn't able to be there that night. But uh, Nick's mom, yeah, had, they had been on the show yeah. that day and or the day before. And uh, so we became Facebook friends and are now good friends because she's another autism mom. You know, you just you have to love her. She's an amazing person. And so she was taking pictures all night long and right. posting them. And I was I was someplace else and looking at them all night long and, and sort of crying along with her at how amazing it was going. So I'm excited that I'll get to actually see it. I yeah, did not know. It's, it's great. It's okay, great. So and we can buy it on iTunes. You'll be able to buy it on iTunes. The price is going to be $5.99 for standard def and $7.99 for HD, which awesome. is easy. Yes. You know? uh, and it's like I said, it's a two-hour concert, and it's you know, and, you know, it's just wonderful. We've and been I working on it all year. I imagine that the proceeds go to a good cause. Proceeds go to Autism Speaks. There we go. Uh, and we're, you know, we're excited. We're really excited. This is uh, the first time we've ever done anything like this. And it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. And we'll start out on iTunes, and then it'll probably move to other platforms uh, after about a month. Okay. Now, is there going to be another Light It Up Blues concert? There is. Concert? There and is. so do we know? Yeah. Are you not is, revealing? The date is April 5th. Okay. Uh, and I can confirm we have Crosby, Tills, and Nash again, oh. possibly another guest, maybe, okay. uh, with playing with them. I'm okay. not sure who that is yet, but All maybe right. people can figure it out. And I'm not guaranteeing it, but you okay. know, we'll hopefully we be able should to Should we make start a rumor? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a rumor. Uh, and then I like um, to start Brandy Carlisle okay. is uh, going to join us that night. Uh, and uh, this amazing artist, um, Zoli Mora and the Strange Kind. Okay. Uh, Zoli is on the spectrum, and uh, she's from Seattle and uh, is incredible. Uh, she was on Jimmy Kimmel a couple weeks ago. You know, and uh, she just messaged us. Oh, uh, good. Yes. And, uh, I would have her on. She's uh, great. Well, I, I decided to email her back. Yeah. So uh, she, she's great. She's going to join us, and um, we'll have two other artists on the spectrum probably as well. Okay. Um, so, you know, I... I it's a great event because we're really kind of celebrating um, who our kids are. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Kristen Stills, who's my partner on this, and Stephen, uh -huh. um, they pull out the stops and they, you know, they've been incredible. So they're amazing partners to, to be able to work with this song. So. How wonderful. Yeah. Very exciting. And, and, I, and I'm telling people, if, if you can go, if you can go, you know, if you can get to the concert, great. Yeah. Because it is... An incredible feeling, yeah. you know, to be there and to see what's going on and and to to celebrate, you know, uh, the people that are there. Yeah. Uh, and um, and if you can't be there, if you're somewhere else in the country, if uh, you're somewhere else in the world, download this concert because it is really special. Okay. Really, really special. Really, really remarkable. Uh, love this. I always love the things you bring in because they're, they're fun. Uh, you have an element of fun about you, Mr. Asner. It's a good thing. Oh, and you called my phone the other day. I did call your phone, and I'm glad you brought that up because you I embarrassed my myself a little bit because uh, I laughed so hard. At, uh, tell them when you call your, your personal cell phone, tell them what happens. It's well, pretty exciting. We, we have a, a campaign that we do every October-ish, uh -huh. September, October. Uh, called Sound Off for Autism Speaks, and we have 10 celebrities who do voice messages. <laughs> and so people can buy voice messages. We have a one-week sale. You can buy up to, there's 50 of them. Uh -huh. And once they're gone, they're gone. Okay. You know, so. Limited 50, edition, 50, man. and that's it. And what these great celebrities will do is they'll actually, they'll actually read whatever you write <laughs> for your voice message. And we've had, like, Jack Black did one. The other day uh, for us, um, and it was a it was a marriage proposal. Oh wow! So, I, I mean, it's it's amazing to see what these people come up with. Right. But I, I actually um, 
I, I was excited by one of the uh, celebrities, so I actually did it. And you, uh, and you I, bid on these things, or there no, is a flat price? you don't bid on them. Price. You just buy them. Okay. It's just that right. we, you know, we find that that in auctions, you know, the the prices tend to go a little too high, and okay. people can't really. It's not accessible to okay. people. So we actually um, set a price, and there are fifty of them, and you know, it's first come first. Do one. I even want to ask what you paid for the one that you had? Do, is uh, no, it I, it's, it's not a secret. It's okay. two ninety nine. How much is it? $299. $299. Yeah, and, okay. And the, the celebrity. It was worth it. Yeah, I, have I think to so. Say. The celebrity <laughs> records your message, and that's it. Okay. So. So uh, my, mine was. Yes. I was, it was really, I was really thinking, I, I was thinking of maybe Jack Black. Uh huh. But then I thought, no. It's very telling you know, who you chose. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I decided to go nostalgic. Yes. And I went with uh, Adam West, uh, Batman. <laughs> Which I just so, loved. Who was amazing, who was just a great guy. And he, uh, well, you know what's great about this is you 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 start off with with the celebrities and and it's it's like you know they they see this mountain of paper in front of you and it's not that much it's like an hour usually mm -hmm. it takes an hour uh, and but they see like nine pages of of dialogue and they're like oh my god what is this and and you're like don't worry it's going to go quickly and um, and what's funny is you see them get more and more into it more and more into it and by the end they're totally into it they're selling it right. and they're saying you know what I'm going to go back. And I'm going to read the other ones again. You know, Peter Dinklage, uh, who was in Game of Thrones. Right. He, um, he, you know, he did he did a bunch of them, and and he did all of them. Uh -huh. And then he said, you know what? Because at first he didn't want to do his, uh, you know, his British accent as right. uh, as Lannister, you know, okay. as Tyr Tyrion Lannister. So he he en he ended up finishing, and he said, you know what? I'm going to go back, and I want to really do it in character this time. <laughs> So he went back and did it in character, right. and uh, and last year we had Tom Hanks and he was, you know, he did the same did thing. He, Woody. He, he, did, he said, "I'm not going to do my characters. You know, I'm just okay. going to do it as Tom Hanks." Okay. And I said, right, you know, that's fine because you know, fine, whatever. You know, right, do, do sure. It however you Tom want." Hanks. Um, Tom You're Hanks. You're not going to tell him. Tom how to Hanks do it, is right? Tom Hanks. Right, right. So we actually ended up um, doing it and then going back and doing it again. And so did he do them as Forrest Gump, some as Forrest Gump, yeah. and some as And that Woody? was actually the issue. He said, okay. I don't really want to do Forrest Gump. Okay. I, you know, I've done with Forrest Gump. I don't need to do it. Right. And then we got further and further into it. And he's like, and actually one of them was a eulogy. Oh. And, and it was like this, and he realized, I think, during the reading of this eulogy that it was like, these people really, you know, are writing yeah. things that they care about. Yeah. And, I, you know, I need to go back and I need wow. to really work on this. So it was great. It, it's been a great experience working on everyone with us. Yes. And, you know, talk about inspiration. I mean, it's, you know. People willing to give their time. So and, and connections. Who are, you know? who are some of the, uh, when are you going to do this again? We'll do it again next year. Okay. Who were some of the people that were included this year besides Adam West? Adam West, Jack Black. Okay. Uh, Brian Cranston. Very, oh, my husband would have wanted that. He was great. Nice, nicest guy in the world. Uh, and let's see who else. Uh, Michael Dorn. Um, oh, Michael Dorn. Speaking of Star Trek. Fabulous. Um, Cher. Um, who am I forgetting here? Um, that's pretty huge. That's huge. You've got Cher. Yeah, yeah we got and Cher. Tom Hanks. Exactly. I Peter mean, Dinklage. That's pretty uh, amazing. Last year we had um, uh, we had Betty White. We had oh, uh, Tom Hanks. We had um, um, uh, Yankee shortstop uh, Derek oh, Jeter. I was going to say you're looking to the wrong Derek person. Derek Jeter. We had <laughs> you know it's it's great. It's fun. You know and. Yeah. and the great thing is, is it takes no time for these celebrities to do it. Yeah. They wouldn't do it normally. 
and and it's just an easy thing for them to do. Um, you and know, a great find, way to donate and, a great and get way something amazing for that person that you need to get a gift for that you can't fun. find anything else for yet. It's, it's a very fun. fun thing, a very fun project. It's I have different. To say. It's fun. That's very exciting. I like doing things that are different and fun. Well, and everyone else does too. Uh, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, and unfortunately, we're out of time because we have other guests on today. Okay. Um, but you're going to be back next week. I am. And it's a very special topic next week yes. that we're going to be talking about love. Yes, and we can also talk about the kickoff next week because we have the kickoff on Saturday. Kickoff for, for the uh, the walk for the walk. Absolutely, we can talk about that as well. But uh, we we've shared a little bit on the show before about the fact that you have a very interesting love story that you're a part of. Uh, yes. That's an autism love story. I'm, sure is. I'm calling you guys the Autism Brady Bunch. That's fine. Which pretty much says it all. Yes. Um, and, and you know, there's your elevator pitch right there. That is the elevator pitch. And if you pitch. don't get a reality show, then something is wrong with reality TV. <laughs> Because that's the reality TV show that I want to well, watch. Well, the personalities involved are pretty crazy, too, so. Well, I, you know, who do we get, need to get a meeting with, Mr. Asner? <laughs> because that's what I want to see on television. In my previous life, that's what I would have been doing. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's get her done. Get her done. You, I know you have other things to do, but I personally want that you want, reality show. You want to show. see it. I want to see it. I, I want to watch. You know what? Watch. I want to see it. I want to tune in and watch. I'm so busy going through it that I can't yes. sit and watch it. So I, I would love to go through that and see it. It's an amazing story, and, and we're hopeful to have your other half with us next week. Yes. And, and Alex Plank is going to be joining us, because we had a conversation about a month and a half ago, Alex Plank, yourself, and myself about love, and we decided we needed to revisit it with Nava Paskowitz if we can get her here for Valentine's Day. So what you're doing is you're continuing the theme for this week into next week. Right. We continuing go from the, hope the theme of into hope love, into love. Because okay. it's the time for it, right? Uh, so you'll want to turn in, tune in next Tuesday so you can find out more details about the Brady Bunch, uh, the Autism Brady Bunch in love, and Alex's take on the whole thing, too, because I want to know from Alex all about love. I want to uh, know from Alex about love. He's my love guru, actually. Is he? Yeah. Uh, did you happen to catch the new girl episode that was after the Super Bowl well, with Prince? With Prince, I, I didn't see it. I, I, I watched it, it last it. night, and he is her love guru. And I have to say, I have a new appreciation for Prince. It, it shifted things in my mind. Uh, I've I'm, always had a deep appreciation for Prince. I did not. I think I might have missed that train. I didn't quite get. I mean, I loved the music, but I didn't quite get the whole thing and the artist formerly known as. I didn't quite. Did you see? Did you see Purple Rain? I did not see Purple Rain. Oh, you got to run because it. Because apparently I do need to because yeah. I saw him on New Girl and I went, okay, okay, this is a prince I have not seen before. I have a new appreciation. But he was her love guru, uh, Zoe Deschanel's love That's guru. And it's hilarious. I've got to see that. It's w well worth watching. In any case, I digress greatly, but so great to have you Good here. Good to be here. And we'll look forward to having you back next week as we celebrate Valentine's Day week. We're just expanding it to a week, like all good marketing people As do. As it should be. As it should be. Can't never have enough love, right? Wait, isn't every day Valentine's Day? That's Shouldn't every right. day be Valentine's that's Day? That's right. I think that's what we we should expand Except it to. Except not all the flowers days. and the chocolates. We can't deal with no. all that every 365 days a year. <laughs> that's right. But the love. We'll, sh the love. we'll share the love. In any case, thank you for being here. We'll look forward to seeing you next week, and we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we've got some people from a new organization, Autism Unites, and they're going to be talking about their mission to help in that transition time from being a teenager to getting employment and how they're combating that. So you won't want to miss it. Stick with us.
you find out you're having a boy, you always think like, oh, he's gonna play football, he's gonna do this and that. And then when he's diagnosed, all those things get washed away. It's like that piece that's always in the back of your mind, you know, where is he, what is he doing, is he safe? We really didn't know what we were dealing with. I wish that they could have directed me a little bit more and provided me some information. I was a young mom. I didn't know what it was like to raise a boy despite a boy with autism. Hundreds of thousands of families are not getting the help they need for their children with autism all around the country. ACT Today is determined to bridge the gap. These families really have to go through a lot to get a grant. The application process isn't easy. The records, the diagnosis proof, they're really battling for their kids. So when we can give them a grant, it is so wonderful to see that they succeed in getting that help for their children. Our founder, Dr. Doreen Grandpachet, is an amazing woman, and she is one of the world's foremost authority on behavior of children with autism. She's extremely knowledgeable, and she oversees every single grant we give. She is part of that process. People may think of autism care and treatment as simply schooling or therapy, but you know, we provide important safety supports, things like fencing, for example. The whole family's living in fear of that child running out into traffic. I recently delivered an iPad to a little boy with some of the apps that are out there for children with autism. Miracles happen. I got the iPad from ACT. From ACT, What yeah. did it say? Can you repeat that, Dustin? I got the iPad from that. We have helped so many military families. And when I think of these brave families that are fighting two battles, one to protect our country and one for the right treatment and care for their children, it, it breaks my heart. And I think we have to do more as a nation to help them. There's not a day that doesn't go by that we don't think about it. Some people say, oh, he's normal. You don't see the battles that I see every single day. My husband does have to deploy, and when they get on that bus, that might be the last time that my kids ever see them. So I called, and then they informed me that he had received the grant, which was like a blessing from above. I was just like speechless. I just started to cry because, you know, without it, we would, we would have been lost. The AT grant was a total miracle. Without that, they wouldn't be able to receive a service dog, so we're so appreciative of what they've done for us as a family. Recently, ACT Today funded a program for military children with autism in San Diego, the Inclusion Films program, which is run by Joey Travolta, and teaches uh, kids on the autism spectrum literal filmmaking skills. They learn how to make a movie. Are we ready? There you go, got it. Okay. Everything that goes into the process of making a film goes into everyday life. So they're learning life skills, they're learning to collaborate. It was really nice to know how much they were enjoying this camp. And they're with people who are supporting them and are making them feel great about themselves and their differences and their similarities. And I get two kids that are working together and apart and together and apart. So it's an interrelationship as well as a camp and a learning experience. It's so fulfilling when I get letters. One stands out for me, a, a boy who was 14 with Asperger's, and we gave him a grant to go to a drama camp. He wrote to us and said, Dear Act Today, thank you for letting me belong for the first time in my life. 
These kids are remarkable. You know, we underestimate them. They're so knowledgeable, they're so capable, and we can change the life of a family, which means changing the life of a community. Welcome back to Autism Live. We're having a very exciting day here and we wanted to finish big. So we have some wonderful guests joining us. Susan Osborne from Autism Unites and we have George Page who is a filmmaker who is joining us as well. Now, normally we would say, why didn't we separate these two interviews and have them separate? But you guys have something in common that you're working on. Maybe we should start, Susan, by talking about what is Autism Unites? Well, Autism Unites is our um, new name. We were Autism Spectrum Integrated Services and what we are is a support for young adults with primarily with autism but other learning challenges as well to help them with the transition and integration process into their communities mm -hmm. to their social environment and to their employment so we are launching this summer with a summer film camp which is why George is here it um, all starts to make sense yes. right George um, <laughs> George and well George can tell uh, the story a little more than I can but he is in uh, post-production on a film called Topanga about the um, music scene in Topanga Canyon during the 60s to the 90s and he's collaborating with us to create internships for students that we are going to support and match with a companion with a friend on the film that we train that helps them not only do the job and help them with the you know executive functioning part of that but also making those social connections on the job okay because making those social connections on the job are usually what keeps you on the job and gets you referred um, and I just learned this a few years ago, the autism, um, individuals with autism have the highest rate of unemployment of any disability category. Yeah. And we feel that it's that connection element. They fail to make that connection and, and that's why they fail to keep those jobs, get or keep those jobs. And we should mention that this is personal to you because you're a mom. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your son. 20 years old, graduated from high school last spring, started community college uh, in the fall, and right now taking an acting and a, um, a physical fitness class that he totally did himself. He wanted to go to another college which was not close to our house. Did it all on his own, registered, paid for it, gets to school every day. And he so, is on the spectrum. He's Yeah, he is um, a really nice young man. Um, a little, the acting part surprised me because he has the most monotone voice that I've heard, <laughs> but maybe that will help him be a little more emotive. But Well, so. it's really remarkable. And we have to talk a little bit to George because, George, you are that amazing breed of person. You're out there and you're doing a job and you're creating other jobs and you have a willingness to open this field up and say, I want to take some people in and do something with a higher purpose. So first of all, we adore you. Uh, we Thank wish you. we could clone you and make more of you, right? Because Thank that's you. what yeah. this world needs. So tell us a little bit about this film, Topanga. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Topanga, you know, I'm, I, I'm a TV and film producer, and mm -hmm. uh, and by the way, we're not in post-production, we're in pre-production. Oh, pre-production. Uh, so Big difference. <laughs> Jumped ahead. Yes. Jumped ahead, but that's okay. That's, that's that positive attitude, yeah, right? Well, we're learning from each other. I'm right. learning all about the autistic world, and uh, and she's learning a little bit about uh, film and television <laughs> production. So, um, you know, I've done a lot of these films in my past. Um, you know, I, I produced The Doors, a life story after Jim Morrison passed away for Universal and HBO. Mm -hmm. and. And, uh, and Michael Jackson brought me out here, and Barry Gordy. Uh, I produced the whole 
history of Motown wow. uh, through a, a series of films. And, you know, of course, Michael Jackson, The Legend Continues, was the flagship of that series. And so I've done a number of these. I've done a lot of primetime network specials, retrospectives. You know, Jerry Seinfeld and I did Abbott Costello's life story for NBC, mm. and I even did the Brady Bunch. Uh, oh, amazing! For Full circle moment. Yeah, Everybody. right. So um, you know, I I'm working on a on a digital series right now and. Um, uh, called Malibu Clout. It's sort of a fun action comedy series. And, and uh, my director, who's a Topanga resident, his name is Matt Prine, he you know, one day brought this little pamphlet to my house and this novelette about the history of, uh, of Topanga Beach mm -hmm. and all these you know, denizens who used to live there. They were called the Cosmic Children. Uh -huh. And it was just really fascinating to me. And uh, so I, I and this thing sat there for a while, and I, then I picked it up, started reading it, and, and then as I moved up the canyon, I realized that uh, this incredible musical legacy yeah. that came out of, it's come out of Topanga Canyon, a lot of it's been overshadowed by Laurel Canyon, and, right. but um, you know, the, the number of, of creative people, you know, artists, musicians, bohemians that have lived in Topanga Canyon, starting off with um, uh, Woody Guthrie, mm -hmm. you know, who wrote uh, probably America's second anthem, you know, This Land Is Your Land, while yeah. living in Topanga Canyon. And, you know, Neil Young wrote After the Gold Rush, and, and um, oh my God, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and, and just a whole slew of incredible musicians, Jackson Brown, and, and the Eagles who lived and, and, and performed and created in Topanga Canyon. I just thought it was a great idea for a new theatrical musical documentary. And um, so while I was formulating this idea, you know, an associate of mine, Barbara Hollander, had mentioned, um, you know, this autistic organization and, and, and what, their, uh, what the premise of their, uh, their organization was, is, and that is to help employ and, and connect, you know, high-functioning autistic young adults with, uh, with you know, with the, the world. And, uh, and we've used a lot of interns on our films. Mm -hmm. And then we just started talking, Barb and I, and, and the idea of actually you know, bringing autistic young adults to work with us in the areas of our key uh, departments, you know, graphics and mm -hmm. uh, music composing and editing and, yeah. and areas that, you know, where the autistic mind would actually, could really sail off and, and, and learn uh, these different crafts. So the whole idea came up is that, yeah, let's, let's work with, um, through the art of connection, Mm -hmm. uh, let's work with some of these autistic young adults and bring them onto the film and train them in these different areas with the idea that eventually, you know, they'll learn the skills. Um, I could, you know, perhaps use this as a template for other producers and, and Hollywood in general to, to bring in these autistic people to, to help work in meaningful ways and, and employ them to, uh, you know, to become self-sufficient, independent people in, in our community. It's a, it's a remarkable project. And so this summer, you're going to be in production yep. and there will be interns on the film and you're going to do it right. So we're not just throwing them in the deep end of the pool. They're going to have a buddy who will be working with them, helping them to learn the skills as you're actually working in a real-life situation. Exactly. Remarkable. Yeah. But on top of that, you're going to document every step along the way. So not only will you be making a film, Topanga, but you're also going to be filming the making of, and right. you're calling that the art of connection, correct? Correct. So a second documentary will be made at the same time. Right. You guys are clever. Yeah. I gotta say, that's using your brain. Uh, more people need to do things 
things like yeah. this. Yeah. Really remarkable. But in order to raise the funds to make this possible, because we all understand that this is not going to be something that you can just decide to do and you got to have the supports in place. In order to raise the funds, you're having a fundraiser, correct? Correct. So tell us about the fundraiser. It's going to be a wonderful evening on February 27th in, um, in a lovely estate in Mandeville Canyon. We're going to have featured performance of Robbie Krieger from The Doors mm -hmm. and Honey Nisser, who will be on next to talk about his involvement. And um, also we have a really amazing pianist named Michael or Rex, oh, Rex Lewis. Le Rex mm -hmm. Lewis, who just added yesterday. He's a, a piano, um, an individual with autism, prodigy pianist. So awesome. he'll also be performing as well. So where can people get tickets to come to this event to support this so that they can be a part of this and get to meet everyone? You'll obviously be there, correct? Mm -hmm. Both of correct. you? Mm -hmm. yeah. Where can they get tickets? Well, the best way to go is through the registration site. And if they go to our old our, our old website, which we're redoing, but it's autismspectrumintegratedservices.org. There is, uh, the first page will take you to the event and there's a link to buy tickets for the event. Okay, really remarkable. We want to encourage people to go there, uh, get tickets. If you're in the Los Angeles area at the end of February, you're going to want to go to this event. Yeah. And if they have young people on the spectrum that they would like to participate in the internship because they want them to be there and be a part of this film process, go to the same website They can. They can also call me at 310-569-9308. We are looking for students as well. Okay. And we definitely want to interview them, make sure that this will be a good fit because success is what we're aiming for. We want okay. to make sure that So works. both the interns you're looking for and you're looking for students to be the buddies to train them ahead of time. Right. And so we're, we're going to be going to the colleges local colleges and looking for interns as well okay. and eventually we're going to go into the residential component with the same concept yes embedding somebody trained to live with these students to help them learn like what Stephanie was talking about really remarkable so that later when they're in college or they're going to go to work that there would be a living situation in which somebody would be living with them helping them but somebody who is same age same, same interest same interest so again that's which we form our friendships on is common bonds on common interests so really matching, careful matching, that, that is going to be kind of the motivation to, to, to these students to do something. They're going to find somebody, that a kindred spirit, but somebody that's trained that can help support them and be their kind of wingman in life yeah. help, until they figure it out for themselves. It's a great mission that you guys are on, and we applaud it, and we hope you'll come right. back and talk right. more with us as things come to fruition. Yeah, it's going to be an incredible night because uh, I, I failed to mention, Robbie Krieger is not only my partner on this movie, uh -huh. but he's also the musical director for the movie. Oh, really? So really he's cool. going to be performing, and people, you know, I mean, Robbie Krieger is one of the surviving members of The Doors, of yeah. course. And he hit. He he wrote many of their you know their classic iconic hits, including yeah. "Light My Fire" and and uh, "Touch Me" and uh, "Love Her Madly." And and so Robbie will be performing with Hanny Nasser, who's yeah. performed with Santana and uh, Jackson Brown and Bonnie Raitt and Steve Miller. Yeah. And, and, and at course, a private home. At we a should, private it's home, It's a private yeah. home. So this is not you're going to a big venue where you're not going to get to, like, meet and greet people. This is at a private home. This is a really special very intimate, event. Very intimate, yeah. very personal. And, and, of course, Rex Lewis, you know, who, you know, most people probably will know who Rex Lewis is. He's appeared on 60 Minutes, I think, three times. They've chronicled his life since the time he was seven years old. I mean, he's, he's, um, he's a child 
prodigy, a savant, uh, you know, autistic child who's actually performed for Vice President uh, Joseph Biden and his wife at, at their home recently. And he's going to be performing a medley, the same medley he performed for the president, for the vice president. He's going to be performing for us uh, that night. Remarkable. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful event. Uh, so we want you to go there. We're going to take a break. And then we're going to be bringing in, as you said, Hani Nasser, who's going to be talking to us about the event as well. And also Barbara Hollander is going to be with us talking about some of the other amazing things that are going to be happening. I understand mm -hmm. you have some auction items or yeah. some giveaways at that. Uh, We'll, she'll clarify for us, but it's amazing. Great. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more. Stick with us. twins, Justin and Jessica, were premature babies, so we always were very conscientious of their development. But I think it was probably 15 months, Justin started getting really obsessive compulsive with opening and closing doors. And Justin started tantruming a lot too. These would be major tantrums that were just completely debilitating to the family. Having to take them out of the house, put them in the car, drive around just to calm him down. Yeah, I remember a breaking point and just thinking, you know what, we gotta do something, this is not right. Once we were on the track to getting a diagnosis for autism, we started sharing that with our close friends and family. It just so happens that somebody from our older daughter's private school called us out of the blue. She introduced herself and she says, I know that recovery is possible. Those words so early in our journey were a guiding force for us. As we got more educated in knowing what is effective therapies for kids with autism, we realized quality ABA is vital to that progress. That's where we decided that CARD was the right provider for us and for our son. Justin responded very well to therapy. The behaviors were tracked and we saw that what was being instituted was working. Justin, what are you doing? You are coloring, good for you. There was real progress and there was progress that was tangible. I just remember when he, he made a sentence, he said a sentence. We were just happy about it going, no way, I can't believe you just did that. What's the date? The 18th. 18th of what month? December. Oh, what year is it? 2007. Oh, okay, so how old are you today then? The therapies that CAR did for Justin didn't just impact his daily living skills, but it was a positive impact on our entire family. I'm Justin. I am in fourth grade. I like playing video games sometimes. My dream to build a teleporting machine. Like sometimes it's like we're on an airplane and it's like really long. You guys just say, oh, hurry up with that teleporting machine. I'm waiting on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started Friday Night Lights. This is our third game of the season, and um, it's pretty fun. You have to be fast. We attribute so much 
of Justin's recovery to CARD. Their goal was the same as our goal. We wanted Justin recovered. June 12, 2008 is a day that I celebrate every year because that is the day that Justin was deemed recovered from autism. And Dr. Doreen Grandpiche met with us, looked at him and just said, he's brilliant. You need to keep his mind stimulated because he's very smart and he has no residual traits of autism. Welcome back to Autism Live. We're continuing with a wonderful array of uh, guests with us today. And I'm joined now in the studio by Barbara Hollander. She is the associate producer of the film Topanga that we were just talking about with the filmmaker, George Page. And we also have Hanny Nasser, who is with us as well. Welcome to both of you, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So we've been talking about this amazing project that you guys are all involved with, this amazing film Topanga that's going to be made this summer. And there's going to be a behind-the-scenes documentary, The Art of Connection. Uh, but before all of that can happen, this wonderful venture, there's got to be this wonderful, fabulous fundraiser, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and, and you're both very involved with this fundraiser. So, Barbara, I, I know I was told that there are some amazing things that are going to happen at the fundraiser. And is there an, an auction as well that's going to happen? Absolutely. Okay. Signature Events of Westlake Village will be doing the auction. It's okay. going to be a silent auction and a live auction. Okay. Yes. So, so we're very what excited. kinds of things can people look forward to if they go to this wonderful event? Well, first they have to have their checkbooks. Okay. <laughs> that's an important aspect, right? Yes. When you're going to a fundraiser, you know that that's part of what has to happen. Absolutely. Uh, so, but but what what will they want to open their checkbook for? Well, we have. Signed sport memorabilia, okay. uh, Peyton Manning. Everybody loves oh Peyton my Manning. Goodness. That's pretty exciting. Yes. Yes. Kobe Bryant, Babe Ruth. Wow. Yes, and and more names. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, for the sports lovers that are out there, and if you've got somebody that's hard to gift for, some mm -hmm. amazing things are going to be there. We have jerseys and bats and balls and and photographs. So we we just have a. a potpourri of, of items for everybody to choose from. I love yes, that. Yes, thank you. Barbara, it's so amazing that, that you're really all in for this project. And I, and I was saying to George, I, there needs to be more people like you that are willing to say, hey, we've got our project, but we're willing to make it something bigger than that. Who talked you into this? Who said this is the thing you have to do? I guess being a mother okay. of, of two sons, my instincts told me I've had my own hardships in life, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I believe in happy endings. Inspiration is where it's at, and helping others. And you don't get if you don't give. Well, that's remarkable. Thank you. So you're you're really helping to make all of this come to fruition, and we all want to thank you for doing that. But thank you. Uh, we have to take a moment to talk because you're going to be playing at the event, isn't that correct? Yes, I am. Uh, and so we're thrilled to have you here with us. And and you know we were talking before with George about some of the amazing people that you've had an opportunity to play with and what convinces somebody of your stature to donate your time to be a part of an event like this well uh, it actually started about 12 13 14 years ago a friend of mine a very fine musician was surfing up in Carpentria severed his spine mm -hmm. and was paralyzed you know he's a great musician 
and uh, during his rehabilitation, he was totally paralyzed, just eye movement. And during his re rehabilitation at the, at the Santa Barbara Hospital, uh, he started to remember a rhythm that he used to play. And he kept thinking it and playing it in his head. And finally, he got a finger to move to play to that. And more fingers, and then another hand, and then movement with both hands. The other patients, the therapists, the doctors started noticing. So they decided to study it. So I got a call from his name is Eddie, and he said, he said Annie, can you come down and, and help us put this together? And so I did. And I'm a rhythmist. Mm -hmm. It's all about rhythm for me. And we realized that rhythm has a very therapeutic effect mm -hmm. on the brain, it, on, the, on the brain and the mind and the circuitry. And s sometimes when you have any kind of brain damage mm -hmm. or anything like that, uh, even you know from autism up to spinal damage, mm -hmm. all of it, um, the, the connections are mixed up, mm -hmm. they're confused. And rhythm flows. And so we got these kids to start getting involved and the results were amazing. Uh, Do you know that we've had Eddie on the show? He's actually been on this show. Eddie Tatari? Yes. Oh. Uh, and, he's, and he's told his story, but I, but I yeah. love hearing it from your point of view yeah. because well, I think he's a little bit yeah, shy about talking about and how remarkable his recovery it's was. It's an amazing story. Yes. And they, and we, over the years, we've, it's, it's in 30 hospitals yeah. in about eight, nine countries now. I mean, a few years ago, just before, that, we went, went to Damascus and we went to the orphanage there. And we, you know, we go and we give the, the, a session yeah. to the children or the adults, it doesn't matter. The therapists learn, and we have a company like Pearl Drums ships whatever they need free of charge oh, to the amazing. school, to the home. So it's an amazing program, and that's that's how I got involved. And uh, at some point, uh, I you know met with uh, with George about this project, and it, I said this is something that uh, is very close to me. And well, I have to say to both of you, you know, as an autism mom, we're we're always looking to have our children be a part of the world but when people give of their hearts I'm gonna get emotional when people give of their hearts and of their time and say we want to be a part of your community willingly when you don't have a child on the spectrum it's a very emotional thing for us and I really want to thank you so much for what you're doing I think it's remarkable and I I think more people are gonna to want to be a part of it and hear about this story thank you everybody deserves a chance and I don't believe in giving up and yeah. There's miracles out there all the time. Absolutely. Well, we want to remind everybody that you can be a part of this by, first of all, by going to this wonderful fundraiser. And so uh, what's the what's the website again? Do either of you know, or Emily, can you put it up? Autism Spectrum Integrated Services. There we go. I knew she would know. <laughs> We're also having a live auction as okay, well. Okay. Talk to us and about that. something exciting about that is that um, people could bid on actually performing with Hani. <gasps> And Robbie. Okay. And if they don't have a guitar, they could just get up there and play the maracas or the tambourine. Okay. Really remarkable. Yeah, so that's a great experience. And we're auctioning Robbie's uh, artwork. He's an artist as Wonderful. well. And Hani's drum heads.
really remarkable. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much, both of you, for being here. I, I wish you nothing but the best of luck, first with the fundraiser and then with this project uh, throughout the summer when you're in production. And I can't wait to see both of these films that are going to come out of this wonderful project and the stories that you guys will be able to tell about how everyone grows. The interns, the students, the filmmakers, everyone grows through this process. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you so much for being here. We are down to the last two minutes, and so I just want to give a couple programming notes for tomorrow on our show. We'll be joining you at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Dr. Doreen Grampache will be here. She will be answering your questions during Ask Dr. Doreen. You can start sending those questions in tonight. We'll be filtering through them, but we will take them live as well tomorrow. Then during Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy tomorrow, Nancy Allspot Jackson will be joining me. And we have got Vince Redman joining us. He is a marriage and family therapist. He'll be answering your questions about how does a family survive autism? How does a marriage survive autism? So you can ask those questions as well from Vince Redman. Promises to be an exciting day, not quite as exciting as it was today with all of our wonderful guests. And we want to take a moment just to thank all of you for being here uh, and taking the time to be with us. Uh, you can check us out and find out more information on our Facebook page about all the guests that we've had here on the show today. And make sure that while you're there, you click like and that you sign up for our free newsletter so that you can find out information throughout the month about things that we have going on. We are officially out of time, but I thank you so much for being with us. And please give your kiddos a hug from me. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, as I said, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Bye-bye.